0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable,
1: off my board. The
0: Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What a beautiful
2: throw by the Baker. Big job! Hasta la vista, baby! Touchdown!
0: Welcome in, Browns fans, to your crossover now Christmas Eve slash christmas day whenever you're getting around to listening to this browns packers preview here i'm your host jake burns and joined by my co-host brad ward between obr film breakdown and all eyes on cleveland brad what's happening brother how are you merry
3: christmas Um, to you merry christmas to you jake uh this has been a lot of fun doing these crossovers uh you know each night and i had uh, a couple fans asking you know when this week's was going to be out so I think uh, people are enjoying them, so, yeah. The sick
0: individuals, man, who enjoy listening to us bark back and forth. We got it for you. We won't (laughs) let you down. Fill us in, Brad, if we can, on the big Christmas gift in your home for anyone. Could be your your son, could be your wife. What's the big Christmas gift in the Ward household this year?
3: So... Yeah, the big Christmas gift, it's always for my son, right? Yeah, he's an only child, so he's spoiled. And uh, he's 16, so uh, it's rough. You know, that's rough. So, is you know, he got a Letterman's jacket nice. already, which is kind of pricey. It's like, you know, it's great, kind of expensive these days for a Letterman's jacket. But, he, you know, the things he wants are crazy. So he, like, he likes jerseys, right, mm-hmm. which are very expensive. Uh, he wanted Timberland boots, which are like 200 some dollars Yeah, so he's an expensive kid. So, yeah, he got all of those things. Um, so he'll be happy.
0: He'll be happy. Well, let's hope, first of all, he doesn't listen to this podcast tonight. I don't know. Maybe he will. He'll get a preview of what he's what he uh, he's got yeah, coming he, in the morning. <laughs> he, he won't. He okay, won't, good. trust me. Um, on our end, we have a little guy who is a humongous Paw Patrol fan. Yes, he's three and everything paw patrol he could have wanted got uh all the robots he could have wanted big into transformers right now and a little yes. batman remote control car that he's been asking for so that's the, that's the kind of thing we got going the wife got a nice little camera that she's been wanting I, it was not nice it was not little it was way too expensive but yeah we're going to disney at the turn of uh the next month it's his birthday so we got to have something nice to uh snag some pictures so that's the that's the christmas we got going here excited yeah. about it i'm sure we'll be up at about 5 a.m you know you know for,
3: you, you for know Jacob. i i hear you talking about that stuff and mm-hmm. i i miss those days man those are the fun christmases the toys and uh you know and the, i'm sure <laughs> your little guy is super hyped there's no energy like that energy right there he's very hyped. christmas he is uh I as well uh, splurged for the wife. Uh, got her a Coors winter, not Coors. What uh, is that? What it is? Is Michael
0: Coors? Is that? Is yeah, it, yeah, Mike, yeah,
3: yeah. That's it. Michael Coors winter jacket that she's been wanting for a long time. Very pricey as well. You know, so she'll be happy too. But uh,
0: sounds like Brad and Jake win Christmas ultimately. I'm hoping getting, uh, that's the, the ultimate that goal, want. right? <laughs> sure is, man. We'll talk. I guess we got to talk about a football game. The Browns decided to. Uh, <laughs> I to, to to bombard our Christmas day with a 4.30 kickoff in Green Bay. Browns have not been to Green Bay in a significant amount of time. It seems like uh if I look at the Browns Packers all time here, it has been several trips to Cleveland of late, but not many to Green Bay. The last time the Browns took a trip up to Green Bay, what year do you think that was? Was it? 2013. I'm looking oh now. Gosh. I finally found it. They lost 31-13 up there. The next time they got together was the – uh Overtime Deshaun Kaiser interception game. The Browns That's what lost I was thinking of. Yeah. Yep, in was Cleveland. that
3: 17, 16? That was 17.
0: Yep. And then yeah. before that, they got together in 2009. Green Bay came to Cleveland and beat them 31 3. And then in 2005 was the Browns' last win over Green Bay when they went up to Green Bay and won 26 24. Not very many matchups between these two. Maybe a chance for more of them in the future with this additional game where you do get a random NFC opponent, but the every four years holds true. This is the last of Cleveland's NFC opponents as they've had that crossover with the NFC North this year. They have beat every NFC North team that they have played this year, so a chance to sweep the division with now the hardest team will not be an easy conquest. The weather looks pretty nice, Brad. It looks like 33 partly cloudy up in green bay by kickoff so that should not be an issue uh let's talk before we get to some of the betting stuff fill us in on who you have back and who did not make it back for this game for cleveland
3: yeah so uh they were expecting a number of guys back of course you know so we're gonna get i guess baker and we'll start quarterback baker and case keenum both tested out or will test out that's not that's not exactly accurate they were activated. Baker will test out tomorrow for sure. He's going to fly separately. Uh, they took activated Case in case he, in, in case, case in case, uh, Case Keenum in the chance that he does test out. Um, but if he doesn't test out tomorrow morning, then he'll be staying home, and it'll be Nick Mullins as your backup. Um, A.J. Green they got back. Trying to think of who else they got back here. They were, you know, Jarvis is coming back. All these guys that were up on ten days now, to our surprise, a little bit. Uh, the main focal point for me is the guys they they didn't get back that they were expecting get, to get back, and I think this may have something to do with symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Malik McDowell, we were expecting to get back ten days, was due to come back uh, on Saturday, as well as Jedrick Wills two guys that I think they really needed to get back and they are not going to get either back. Uh, And they also lose Jordan Elliott and uh, another coach, right? Uh, Yeah. Was it the D
0: line coach? I can't remember. Carver. Uh, Yeah. I cannot remember off the top of my head. No, that's Kiffin. That's a D line coach.
3: Chris Kiffin. You're right. It
0: was a Kiffin. Okay. So he is, he is, he is uh, the addition there. So yeah, some good, some bad. And, in. and, and I don't know. We'll, we'll real quick go through who's going to be uh, on broadcast: Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, and um, uh, Tom Rinaldi. So the, one of the better, yeah, you know, or I guess more important casts uh, going to this game to cover it live. And then the line I see it seven and a half Green Bay's and uh, minus seven and a half in this one with an over under at forty six. Does that look like what you have as well?
3: Yeah, does that over over under seem kind of high to you?
0: Over under seems like they're expecting Green Bay to put up some points to put and up some the points, yeah. Something like fourteen, like a thirty three fourteen type of game, something sure. something like that. I mean, uh, you don't have many other uh, examples of Cleveland scoring many points right now, but you no. do have examples of Green Bay scoring plenty of points. So, uh, I know Green Bay is relatively healthy in terms of guys who are on the fringe. I think Kenny Clark is back. The only guy they're going to be missing to COVID issues is uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, as far as I remember. So if Clark is back and, uh, you know, that helps anchor the interior of their defensive line, it is a tall task for Cleveland.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: We'll just jump right in because this is going to be a quick one because everyone's got a lot going on and maybe you only found 10 minutes to, to listen to us today. What do they have to do to win this game? What are three keys for you, Brad? We'll hit your first one.
3: Well, I, I mean, I think they're going to run Baker Mayfield out there. So I think, you know, it's pretty obvious. And, and I kind of talked about this a little bit on my show, but, you know, there was some question as to whether him coming out of his basement and playing gives you the best chance to win, Right. But I think it does just because of his potential upside. Like, there, you know, the potential that he could just go out and just find some rhythm and ball out, and we see the Baker that we've seen before. We've seen it before, right? Um, but I think you're going to need that kind of a performance from your quarterback to even give you a chance in this one, Jake.
0: Yeah, it has to play well. Really has to play well. I think there's no doubt about the, uh, the situation at hand where we keep talking about how they have to run it, which I believe they do have to run it. But Baker... It's going to be a challenge for him because he's obviously missed practice all week. He's been active in virtual stuff, but he's missed practice all week. He didn't practice the week before. I don't know. It's going to be cold up there in Green Bay. It's a different sort of environment. They've never been up to Green Bay. Um, I I will be honest with you folks. This is not an indictment of long-term issues here, but I don't have great optimism about the Browns passing game figuring things out this week. Maybe – Maybe they do because the NFL seems to be living in this this weird upside-down world. <laughs> I don't know, but should you be sitting here maybe as a gambling man thinking the Browns are going to put up 20, 28 points on offense, 24? You don't have much data that tells you that's going to happen. So yeah, it to, does hinge on it. That. If they want to win the game, though, Brad, the key, the point of what we're talking about, he's got to make four or five big-time throws that result in some points. He's got to be the reason and not there
3: just kind of riding along in this one. I'm with you. What's your second one? Exactly uh, what I was... Well said by you, better said by you than me. Um, Second one is, you know, this is kind of an individual thing, but something that I would like to see them do uh, on defense. You know, we know Joe Woods doesn't like to chase people around, but really, with Valdez Scantling out, I know they have Lazard, but, you know, your focus in their pass game, which is so effective, Devontae Adams, right? He is such a menace and Mm -hmm. so good. I would just like to see... In a situation where the Browns are underhanded uh, to a certain extent, put your best on their best and have them follow them everywhere. And I know Joe Woods doesn't like to do that, probably stemming back to some of that cover three where you keep your corners on the side, you know, one side or the other. But have Denzel follow them everywhere. Let give it a shot. I mean, doesn't that give you the best chance to win? I would just like to see that.
0: I mean, if you stick them out there on greedy, it's not going to go well. And I'm not even sure it'll go well with Denzel, but at least like you said, put your best on him. Give it a chance. I think last week, Martindale did a great job in Green Bay against Green Bay. And, he, you know, and the Packers still got to 31 points and Devontae found his, but like just getting weird, giving him double cover all the time, giving him two guys. I like almost like the Calvin Johnson photo where you have two guys lined up on him at times, bluntly obvious and saying, we're just not going to let this guy beat you now. Sometimes Devontae Adams is still going to beat you because he's He's ridiculously good. But they should think out of the box and be different here, especially Brad, because MVS is not playing in this game. About a Scantling, who's not great, but is good enough to be an effective two for them. And and then it becomes Alan Lazard. And I don't have a great fear of Lazard or Amari Rogers or those types of guys giving you a ton of trouble. They're missing Randall Cobb still. He's out. Like, I, I think you should get as passionate as you can about taking away Adams, with whatever resources you think are necessary, and your resource of putting Denzel on him and saying, "Shadow him all day." Smart enough by me, Brad.
3: Yeah, totally agree. You know, double, definitely double team and giving him help on third downs always. Uh, you know, so focus. I would focus a lot of the defense on him for sure. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that this is a game much like,
0: much like uh, the two they had against Baltimore, where you have to kitchen sink it. You have to. You have to put whatever. Uh, unnecessary. Maybe it makes you uncomfortable as a play caller, but you should do those uncomfortable things to gotcha. uh, to, to to try your best. I mean, you don't want to look back on it and, and look at it and say, "Well, we didn't do anything different. We didn't do anything crazy. We were who we were." No, you need to go about doing something different here in order to make Green Bay uncomfortable. Because you know, even though Miles is playing, he's clearly going to be a shell of himself. So yeah, there's there's some of that stuff for sure.
3: Along the same lines, Jake, uh, as that that topic, I mean, we probably, maybe we're going to get to this, but we'll just kind of, I'm going to tie it into this pass rush, right? Like, you're you're not going to have your edges, you're going to have maybe 70% Miles Garrett. Get out of the comfort zone and bring some different blitzes, some stuff, because you can't just let him sit, you can't let, just let Roger sit back there and pick you apart.
0: Yeah, the Packers are very beat up up front. They don't have three of their best offensive linemen, and and that's a group that is just getting by because, obviously, Aaron is a highly efficient quarterback and gets the football out quick and creates opportunities to extend plays with creativity in the pocket. But you can get pressure on him if you play well up front. Now, do you have to blitz all the time? You know, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know what the angle there is for Joe. I think he can get there. Uh, with with using some more Cover One stuff and and kind of bracketing Devonte Adams as much as they can, I don't know that they have sure. to go blitz crazy and blitz twenty times, but they need to find ways to get home. And if they mm-hmm. don't find ways to get home, and you do give Aaron a, a ridiculous amount of time, it, it it's gonna be a miserable it's game. Be
3: ugly, yeah.
0: yeah. Hit us with your last one, Brad. You got one more.
3: Um, just kind of a stat and something to, that I, you know, I think it's worth talking about. Green Bay plays with 8-plus in the box less than any other team in the NFL. Obviously, uh, they've had some trouble stopping the run this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, if you go to the Browns, they have to run the ball successfully. If you don't run the ball successfully, and I, and I know a little bit last week, we kind of saw like where maybe the Browns should have thrown the ball to run the ball better a little bit in the first half you know, because they were getting so predictable at times, but, you know, I would imagine that they get out of this seven, you know, not playing eight in the box and they're going to load up the box for the Browns, right? I don't see how you can't.
0: I mean, defenses are having so much success with it of late and no fear of being beat down the field. I mean, I know that Jair Alexander's not playing for Green Bay, but they really like Eric Stokes and they really like how Rasul Douglas has played, so... Uh, I don't I I don't think they're going to have much fear of Cleveland giving them issues vertically. So, uh, yeah, I I would imagine Green Bay will get as creative as we want the Browns to get in defense of Devontae Adams is as creative. They'll get defending the run because that's the thing that they don't want to beat them.
3: Yeah. So, you know, I guess that would be my I don't know if it's really a key, but. Uh, you have to find a way to combat that, whether it be short passing game, getting the ball out quick. Uh, I think some of that could be effective early. But at times, I think that the Browns just become so predictable, first down, run the ball, you know. Uh, I think that they need to maybe throw to run a little bit. Um Yeah loosen up that box early we've
0: heard about the browns formula is always throwing to get up and running to close the door i mean you would love to have that formula finally come to fruition for the first time since cincinnati uh but they have not given themselves enough opportunities to play from out in front can they get creative and maybe hit donovan people's jones down the sideline you know that that big play early in the game that jettisons them into the to the red zone to give them a real chance to score a touchdown early there is not a doubt in the world brad that this is a different team especially how they're currently constituted When they get out in front, you don't want to fall behind Cleveland because of the structure of the way they play. They just have not in the last eight weeks been able to get out in front of enough teams to consistently win. So I do think you're right. I do think Green Bay will game plan a way to try to take that away from Cleveland. Can Cleveland counter that with some sort of big play where they have not just the opportunity, but they come through with that opportunity uh, to, to catch a football down the field and put themselves in a chance to go up early? That'll be that'll be wildly important.
3: I have a question real quick mm-hmm. before we get out of here. Uh, do you have a problem with, like, I guess my question is, is there a lack of usage of David and Njoku, who seems to be very effective? Are teams taking him away you would know better than me? Um, or are they just not using him enough?
0: It's a good question, and I'll say it this way. It's a question I think we've been asking for four years. We've been asking it through three different coaching staffs. Something eventually has to go to, is the player the player that we think he is, right? I think there's some of that that goes on where I don't think – this is just, again, a hunch from being up there earlier in David's career. I don't think there's a ton of trust between the play callers that have been in Cleveland and David the performer. I think he can go do some things on occasion that leave you wanting more. You know, There's no reason why you would look at the talent, the body – the athleticism of David Njoku and say that guy can't be our Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. He should, but there's just something missing. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a lack of faith in him to execute the play, uh, a a lack of faith in him to do the right thing. And just overall, uh, a a cut, like I said, three different staffs who I do not feel like have prioritized him in the means of that. and, And to be a prioritized player, you need to have, faith in said player to do the things necessary to be force fed. So we could look back on this in five years and he's thriving somewhere else and say the Browns just whiffed on it over and over again. Or we can look at it the way we have the data right now that says it's not like another coaching staff that's come through here was just force feeding him targets. And now like what on earth, why are they not doing that anymore? It just doesn't feel like he's quite the player for whatever reason that we all have thought he could be. And that's disappointing. It's upsetting. Uh, and I know that fans are always tempted by David. Like, look look at this guy. He should be more, more, more. Eventually, we got to look at the player. Maybe the player's not doing enough to get the trust to be the more, more, more guy. So, again, that's just a theory I have. I think David's very talented. It seems like when he does get enough opportunities, he does seem to come down with enough of them to warrant said opportunities. But... <laughs> Yeah. It's just uh it's just not consistent enough and I think that there's some stuff that maybe we don't know. Maybe he doesn't know his assignments on some plays and that gives coaches reasons to not trust him to do things or whatever, you know. I I'm again, I'm not sure. Maybe there's a lack of trust with quarterback that has been here to consistently throw him the football in challenging spots. So I don't have an answer to it. and much like the frustration of Browns fans in general with this offense Brad and why a lot of people have turned off from even talking about them collectively is it feels like we've said the same thing over and over again throughout the season. What's wrong. I have a couple theories can't prove them necessarily. This is what I think is wrong. And we don't really know.
1: And yeah, that, down.
0: that yeah. part of it is for, if you had one thing that, you know, would make the Browns offense better. Same for the coaching staff. It would make all of the discussions, all of the banter, all of the, uh, you know, back and forth more stomachable because you know, Hey, they got to fix this one thing and maybe they can do it in the offseason or maybe they can do it when a guy gets healthy but we don't know. And that's why it's hmm. really tough. I don't have a great answer for why David hasn't been a more productive player in uh, in five years in Cleveland. We really we really don't know. It's just always been tempting. I do think he's worth keeping. I want to yeah. see him re-signed? I think he's got he's just hitting his stride, but um, we've always hoped for more. That just hasn't happened. So maybe that'll come in the future. But for now, kind of the way we're left with the mystery of where the Browns offense is going in general. Uh, we're just going to have to sit back, wait and see and see if they can rectify it, man.
3: Yeah, it's unfortunate because he seems like one of the mismatches they could exploit right now while being shorthanded on the outside.
0: I agree. I, I completely agree. We'll see if they use him in Green Bay a little bit. It's always kind of funny because Green Bay has always been that, like when they talked about uh, all these uh, fake trades come up about David and Joko all the time. Green Bay was like the place that people yeah would the place him. to go. Yeah, yeah, so it would be nice to see him burn them in Green Bay because he can, he really can. Uh, he but, can. but we'll see if the opportunity presents itself.
3: Great job, Jake.
0: Hey, great job by you, Brad. Good show, man. I appreciate you having me on and doing these uh, these crossovers like we do. It's been a fun it's been a fun three months here doing these. We'll we'll definitely roll these into the new year. We'll roll them into the twenty twenty two season. We'll keep getting together throughout the off season. These are a blast. I hope you and your family have a great uh, great Christmas, man. And I hope hope all the listeners, you guys out there, have a great Christmas as well. Enjoy your time with family and enjoy your uh, special morning if you have those kiddos who are opening those gifts. Brad, you're the man, dude. I appreciate you.
3: Right back at you, Jake. Thank you. All
0: right, guys, we'll sign out. Check out the pregame, postgame on Twitch like we do at the OBR. Brad will have his pod. I'll have my pod after the game going through things and uh, giving giving some feedback on what sort of Christmas performance we get from our Cleveland Browns. We'll hope for the best, fingers crossed, because if they win this game, Brad, it changes everything. It changes everything about the remaining two. So we'll keep our fingers that they can win it. Again, check out the Twitch pre- and postgame. We'll be there for you. And... Uh, like I always say on these, we appreciate your support, your listening, all of that. It means everything to us. It's why we do it. For All Eyes on Cleveland, for the OBR Film Breakdown, we're signing off. Have a great Christmas and Bill Browns.